This is the Whiskey Rebellion podcast with your hosts Publius and Benevolus. constitution of government once changed from freedom can never be restored liberty once lost is lost forever that quote starting off episode 35 of your whiskey rebellion podcast brought to you by 1794 studios and the and the gadsden press i am your not lost host benevolous because mayor Publius is still out on maternity leave, but joining us tonight, and I'm pretty excited, the one and only, our legal director and social media director, Mr. Justin Ian Patton. It's good to be back, Benevolus, and happy to talk to our audience once again. Yeah, we know who's on the other side of that mic, <laughs> despite, despite you hating on me. I mean, I did talk for, what, three total hours? myself the last two episodes so (laughs) (laughs) but tonight we'll get into a little legal aspect i've got some uh i got some thoughts about the roman empire i want to run past you since you are justinian after all and um it's it's another episode of me bitching about inflation it's another episode of fuck the elites of course benny tweets we'll get through all of that but there's been a lot going on. You got Russia and the Ukraine going on. You've got COVID apparently doesn't exist to the left anymore. And Mr. Rogan, a fellow podcaster, is under heavy attack by the left. And, um, you know, I want to hand it over to Justinian for a second, but don't forget why we're here. Don't forget that. In the end, we can't lose. It is vital that we never lose this fight. Anyways, Justinian, any any thoughts to give the whiskey crowd as we start off tonight? Um, just that you know, at the end of the day, we are going to win. It's because of us and everybody out there that fights government tyranny, whether it's a podcast or day to day life or voting these horrible tyrants out of office every two years or whatever. Hang them. Hang them high. <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? No. <laughs> you know, I asked uh, Publius if he had anything, and uh, his cuck ass didn't have anything. So he claimed he was going to be back tonight, um, but according to him, uh, baby Publius uh, requires too much attention. So we'll see about next time. Um, hopefully he can. I was concerned I was going to be talking to myself again. I was like, man, you know, the crowd might be like a little sick of me. Who knows? But I'm excited to have another, uh, some more firepower on the other end. You need to get just Vic, Vic on here, just you and him, and talk about nonsense for an hour and a half. See, Publius and I talked about that, and he was like, I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, you guys might actually get arrested if, if that happens. <laughs> so Dude, that that don't... Rex up from, uh, from, from the, the south. Yeah. 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 If Rex, if you ever listen to this, who knows? 
don't forget, the South lost. <laughs> and hold on, the cat wants out. What are you doing? Yes. Everyone can hear you. You're not going? All right. <clears throat> the South lost, though. Although, and I've said it on here before, I don't know if the South was wrong. Slavery, of course. We're not getting into semantics here, though. We're dealing with reality. Anyways, we can talk about that later. Don't want to get canceled like Joe Rogan. And speaking of Mr. Joe Rogan, topic one, silencing the lambs, Joe Rogan. I mean, you talk about a guy that really is self-made, um, really created his brand and has stuck to his brand throughout his entire life. Started as a comedian, uh, was the host of Fear Factor, which is just crazy to think about now. Hey. And now he hosts the largest podcast on the planet um, where, you know, if you're on the show, it's almost like you are guaranteed that millions and millions of people are going to hear what you have to say. Um, it's kind of become like a uh, underground news center in a way. Um, but over the last, especially the last probably year, he's kind of become the face of the anti-vax, uh, I guess you could call it movement, even though we are dwindled in numbers. Um, I mean, half this podcast right now is only, is, is vax, vaccinated. So, Well, I don't even you know. think he's against the vax necessarily. He's just against the whole mandate. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. Um, he's for freedom. And Joe, Joe's a floater. I mean, he supported Bernie. He has argued with Crowder and um, what's his name? Daily Wire. Shapiro? Yeah, Shapiro. I hate Shapiro. Um, not more than Matt Walsh, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Joe Rogan got COVID. Uh, I don't remember when that was. Was it like October? November? Probably like October, yeah. And, I mean, the left just pounced on it. They were all excited. Uh, but they doctored images of him and made videos look worse. And all he did was take that ivermectin shit. And he was good to go after a few days. He's extremely healthy. He's a black belt in karate or jujitsu. I don't know. One of those. Um, he also has fought MMA, UFC. So that's another wild thing that he's done. And he's a UFC. He's the UFC commentator. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he just, he does things that he thinks is interesting. He, he doesn't let anything hold him back. And... I think what's been interesting about, about this whole experience is it went from him having COVID, getting healthy quickly with other natural remedies, easier remedies, to now they want him pulled off Spotify. And for context, he was on YouTube. Um, he would post his, his podcast live as it got huge um, like two or three years ago. He would shoot it the day before. But he signed a deal with Spotify for $100 million for the rights to his podcast. So, you know. Was there like a time frame on the $100 million? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Pull that up, Justinia. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but hundred mil. So so clearly, they're invested in him. That's that's not a question. Um, you know, he's he's said controversial things. He's said things that he's he's admitted in the past that he was like, you know, I wish I wouldn't have said that. But I've learned, I've grown, I've aged. It's all like it's not a big deal now. But we all know how the uh, left operates. Um, now they are essentially saying that he is the reason people are dying from COVID. He is the reason that people are, how do you, what do you want to call it? Um, not, not getting vaccinated, plain and simple, not wearing masks, um, which is crazy to think about. I don't give a fuck what Joe Rogan has to say. I think it's great that he's on my side, uh, that he's on Justinian's side, on the right side of history. But it doesn't matter what he says. I'm going to do what I decide anyways. And that's what he stands for. Um, you find that yet? It doesn't really say anywhere. It just says they bought his entire catalog and then he signed a multi, multi-year multi deal. Huh. So, three, four years, I don't know. I know Rumble offered him $100 million for four years or whatever, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great, but... So the libs are just freaking out. So then they went back and found podcasts where he said things that were more controversial. Old, old, I mean, old stuff. And, uh, you know, these these Media Matters people piece together his... He, he does a stand-up bit where he says... He drops the N-bomb. Um, for context, he says there's the, the three most powerful words in the English language, and that's one of them. And it made everyone super uncomfortable. He says, see, exactly what I'm talking about. And I think it's been well established that what if we're just talking contextually and talking about the history, we're explaining the N-bomb. Again, I've debated whether we can say it on here. I'm choosing us not to for for a while. (laughs) But you know, he's not a racist guy. One of his best friends is literally Dave Chappelle. One of the blackest guys there is. Um, so now they've pieced together things to make it sound like he's, you know, throwing a hard R on there. And, you know, he, they, Spotify ended up pulling down 70 of his episodes. So despite the fact that they said, we stand with him. We're going to fight with him. You know, people need to grow up. Everyone can make their own decisions. They still took that down. In response, Joe Rogan apologized, which he was probably forced to do. And old President 45 Trump told him, never apologize to these people, which is the truth. Wow, that was a lot. But. Yeah, I wrote to here, Sheep claim that he is promoting misinformation by promoting alternative methods to fighting hoax fit. Um, it goes back to what we've talked about. Who guided made these people the experts? <laughs> it's kind of like a, a legal expert. What's a legal expert? I mean, I don't... <laughs> I mean... A legal expert? I mean, you could probably say anybody that graduated from law school is a legal expert, but 
there's obviously varying degrees of that. You know, I mean, it's like a doctor can... that graduated at the bottom of their class. Yeah. The only thing I can think is like, they know what all the laws are. That doesn't mean that they're right. Yeah. That's where I've always gone back to with, that's the ultimate, that's why the Supreme Court is as powerful as they are. Because they say what's right and wrong, essentially. Yeah. They say what goes and what doesn't. Um, who do you think, do you know who's going to be the uh, new Supreme Court justice? No, probably some major lip that's like, we should get rid of property rights. That's a black woman, apparently. 100%. It's guaranteed. You have to be black to be part of uh, Brandon's cabinet. Not cabinet. His, his choices. I don't know how it's not racist. Why, why so black, though? That's what I don't get. It. Why not Why Indian? not Indian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did the Asians do to Joe? Um, and this, so this kind of got me thinking. When did, cancel, when did this whole cancel culture thing really start? Because this didn't exist for a long time. And that's why the boomer generation, I think even our parents' generation, are like, I, we don't understand this. I think the only reason we do is because we've grown up in it. So I looked up, I just straight up looked up, what is cancel culture? Wikipedia, <laughs> the source of truth. <laughs> um, this is their definition. It's some elitist bullshit, but we'll get to it. Cancel culture or call-out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been, quote, canceled. The expression cancel culture has mostly negative connotations and is used in debates on free speech and censorship. And according to this, it started, the origins go back to 2014. This says the Me Too, Too movement. I thought that started in 2016. Um, we'll start with your buddy, uh, Stephen Colbert. If you look at that origin section. Oh, hell no. Cancel Colbert. Why isn't... Why why wasn't he canceled? <laughs> It'd make the world a much better place, wouldn't it? It would make everything a much better place. Uh, the phrase cancel culture has gained popularity since late 2019, most often as a recognition that society will exact accountability for offensive conduct. Huh. More recently, the phrase has become a shorthand, what, employed by conservatives in the U.S. to refer to what are perceived to be disproportionate reactions to politically incorrect speech. <laughs> you know, you read this and you really start to think this is 100%. I mean, this is, instead of stating fact, it's retort it's it's using rhetoric against the right yeah because they yeah they point out that colbert's uh tweet was supposed to be satirical and 
By around 2015, the concept of canceling had become widespread on black Twitter to, we are going to have to click on that, to refer to a personal decision, sometimes seriously and sometimes in jest, to stop supporting a person or work. So, a boycott. Online shaming, and that's where uh, doxing, etc. This is part of a a series on discrimination. Yeah, I don't understand that. Is it because most people who get canceled say bigger? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you click on that black Twitter? Yeah. yeah. This is a phrase I've heard a lot. It's just black people on Twitter. Like, yes, why does it have its own Wikipedia page? It's furthermore a 2014 dissertation by Meredith Clark, whom NPR in 2014 called the go-to person about black Twitter, studied the topic of African-American practice of creating hashtags on Twitter by arguing that most people use them to test their opinions with the assurance that they're being shared with the space while fundamental values are still agreed upon. What the fuck does that mean? See, this is... All black people think the same, so if they like what you said, then black people like it. You know what this reminds me of, though? It's like in school, when the question on the test in your English class was, why were the shades in the character's room blue? And the teacher's looking for an answer of, oh, it displays their emotions in this time of trial or some bullshit. You're depressed. It was a depressing time. Yeah, something like that. But we didn't get to see the full picture. If you were to ask the author why they're blue, he's like, that was my favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this. Why'd you like that tweet? Oh, I thought it was funny. Why'd you like that tweet? Oh, I... I don't know. I agreed with it. Oh, so you agree with everything this person tweets? No. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's like people that have to put on their Twitter bios that retweets are not endorsements or they, they agree with the person. They're just retweeting it. Yeah, I should probably put that on mine. Uh, I'm on benevolence because I retweet crazy shit sometimes because I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you notice how much longer, how much bigger this uh, Wikipedia page is, though? I, mean, yeah, I don't know how. Hashtag black on campus. Hashtag black girl magic. Hashtag black boy joy. What? What is that? <laughs> Hashtag if they gunned me down. I can't breathe. Hey, George Floyd was murdered. Debate me. How can I debate that when a court of law, a jury of Eric, Derek Chauvin's peers agrees, agrees with you? I mean, I guess you can't. <laughs> Do you agree? Would you have voted yes? Probably. Yeah. Why do you think it is that the conservatives would have voted no? Just to be contrarian? An overzealous uh, acceptance of police action, difference to government action, which is complete opposite of what, how you think a conservative would be, which is the problem. 
Yeah. But that's how the left likes it. Not the left. Not the left. That's how the elites like it. Yeah. I I think that's one part of the show that we should emphasize more, is that we have friends on the left. I mean, Publius's own partner. (laughs) (laughs) Wife. No, we're not using partner bullshit. She's, She's much more socially liberal than him. Uh, but, you know, he's come around to the whole people should do whatever they want, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. It's, that's the thing, is when you really get down to it, we all have the same ideas. We all want the same thing. How we get there is where we differ. But the elites don't want us to see that. They never want us to see that. Anyways, cancel culture. You think we'll get canceled one day? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I hope we go viral and people are like, (laughs) who are these motherfuckers? And they try to dox us. Like, I want you to show up at the front door. Give me a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it for Joe. Silencing the lambs. They're going to silence us regardless. Um, if you think you're not going to be, you're sadly mistaken. You know, that's why we have to use aliases on this show. We don't have a choice. You know, I, I remember when we started this well over a year ago now, my boss was like, I just need you to not use your name. I said, well, that's already in place. Um, you know, just because we share the same opinions People we work with may not. Clients, people, people that we're 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 their clients may not, and you know, it's a strange world that someone's opinion dictates business. It never should. That's all, guys. Anything, anything you want to add? I mean, being in law school, I feel like, you know, I. I know there's people that like in my law school class that have gone like gone through everybody in our classes like social media and just found them and gone through them. I just know that I mean I got a one one friend that you know he's more conservative and he said one small thing one time that was slightly offended someone and like he got ostracized from his friend group. He got canceled from that friend group. Really? Yeah. Did you lock your personal Facebook or not Facebook, Twitter? No, I just got rid of pretty much all the political stuff that was on there. Yeah. Just keep it sports, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't want to, if I want to go on gas and press and just start going off on people, then, you know, yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's interesting though. I mean, why would a college student, I just, who the fuck cares? I, I don't know. The only time I go through people's social media is when we're hiring people. See, like, their culture I, fit. Yeah. Like, I don't care about their LinkedIn. I usually don't care about their Facebook. I want to see their Instagram and their Twitter. And I don't even, I mean, I've hired people that are absolute communists. But, like, I can see their intensity and their passion 
And that's all I want. Like, I don't care that they're a lib at all. Now, if they knew how I, what my beliefs were, I don't think they'd want to work for me. That's besides the point. I just, no, that's not besides the point. That is the point. Why are we so open when they're not? Why aren't we more like them? Because they control the narrative. But I don't think that's it. I think I think there's a philosophical difference between us and the modern left. Not modern left, the new era of the left. I mean, going beyond the fact that they're the actual like fascists. Well, that's what's the most interesting of it all. I don't know how they don't see that. I I don't understand how Trump began getting called a fascist. And that's what else. Fascism is not Nazism. Those are two completely different things. Like, if you want to call Trump a Nazi, go ahead. If you want to call him a fascist, go ahead. But you better know what you're talking about. Like, Nazism is literally just being a dictator. They're socialists anyway. Yeah. I don't know. The further I get from the conservatives, the harder it is to believe that I don't know where we let it go. Anyways, moving on to probably the most talked about topic at this point at the Whiskey Rebellion and the Gas and Press. Fucking inflation. When Justini got on, he said, of course, we're talking about inflation. I said, nothing makes me more angry or fired up than inflation. Just... The fact that you are working your ass off and getting fucked by the elites every single day, despite you doing more than you should be, you're losing money. We're literally all just losing money every day right now. The inflation numbers, we're going to go, we're going to go into the numbers. We'll come back, fuck the elites, Benny Sweets, and then. Part three, we're going to tie inflation to why some theories that I've had about it and why the elites truly love it so much. Um, by the numbers, you you were reading this pretty closely, Justin. What what uh what stuck out to you? So this is the AOL.com. of all the sites. I thought we get news from. I didn't take it to AOL. <laughs> Eight numbers you need to know about inflation by Andrew Lisa? Lisa Andrew? I don't, I don't know. I'll look them up. Let's see. It was the last last number, last figure they put out. 58% was the percentage of work, workers who got a raise then lost it to inflation this past year. That's just absolutely awful. Oh, this guy's kind of a badass. <laughs> um, Is it a guy, though? Yeah. So it's Andrew Lisa. Yeah. So 58% of workers who got a raise lost it because inflation was 7%. The problem is that 58% of those who received raises say pay bumps were 5% or less. I mean, that's not even like... At least you're keeping up with inflation. That's you're losing two to three percent. 
of your money. Yes. So the average uh, rate of a raise is 3 to 5% typically, year in, year out. Think about, why is it 3%? Think about how low of a number that is. Why is it 3%? Probably just above what they want inflation to be. Exactly. So, they so really, they you're give getting you a bigger raise than they actually did. Yes, because really, you're getting a one percent raise. That's awful. If you're making fifty thousand a year, a one percent raise is five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. That's appalling to me. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm on crack. Uh, <laughs> some other numbers that were interesting. I don't know why this matters. 9.8% stock market. We should just ignore the stock market. Um, 4% is what the expected inflation rate for 2022 is. How the hell can you forecast that? Uh, $100 billion, the number of dollars of Fed will cut from its balance sheets every month. So what does this mean? I don't even understand this. They can just get rid of money? One of the Fed's strategy, one part of the Fed's strategy for slowing down inflation is to raise interest rates. Okay, that makes sense. The other part of the plan is to slow the flow of money into the overheated economy by slashing its balance sheets. According to Reuters, the Fed's portfolio nearly doubled to nine trillion in less than two years during the pandemic. I don't get it. What does it mean their portfolio? How does the Fed have a portfolio? That's what I don't get. Does this go back to us just not understanding what the Fed is because nobody does? Yeah. <laughs> All goes back to the Titanic. It does. I'm telling you, Apuleius was right. The growth had the desired effect of keeping borrowing rates low, but inflation was the consequence. So because we could borrow money cheaper, prices went up. Okay. The Fed has indicated it will now shed $100 billion per month in order to regain an economic balance. So they're saying they printed too much money. They need to roll it back. How do you do that? Does that mean they're just destroying money then? So that's that's... What's interesting to me is, okay, we're not on the gold standard. So what holds our cash value? Is it cash? So let's say there's a trillion $100 or a trillion $1 bills, right? right. Divided up amongst all 330 million of us. There's what it is. But that's not true. Because of uh, digital currency now. So what is the number of potentially liquidated assets and cash on hand that exists in the United States? Because if that number goes up out of nowhere, that's inflation. If that number goes down, then money becomes more valuable. Nobody knows that number. I'm sure the Fed knows that number. Like the back of their fucking hand. I'm sure the IRS knows that number too. I pay taxes this weekend. How'd that feel? That was depressing. 
that was extremely depressing. More so than any other year before. Oh, man. Four, the number of times the Fed will likely raise interest rates in 2022. So they actually have already done that once so far, right after I bought uh, the Gazin Ranch. Um, <laughs> that will make it more expensive for consumers to borrow money. Yeah. So mortgages and loans in general start to cost more as rates rise. So you're not going to be able to get a house loan for, you know, 3% anymore. It's going to go back to 7, 8, 9%. The average savings account APY. So annual percentage. If you stuffed your money under your mattress at the beginning of 2021, that amount of cash would have been able to buy 7% less by New Year's Eve. You know, I've talked about this often. If you had kept it in the average savings account in America, your money would now would have done only six one hundredths of a percent better. Wow. So no. That's absolutely zero. And that's that's what I remember I was telling you. Wow, my back is absolutely killing me. Oh man. I remember telling you and uh, our brother, you know. We got this much in savings, waiting to buy a house. But you were both like, just go do it. You're losing money. That's what I've been trying to exchange. Yeah, or put it in stocks or crypto, buy guns, buy ammo. Um, (laughs) And that's what ultimately, you know, Mrs. Benevolis was like, yeah, I see see what they're saying. It, It makes sense. 1982, the last time inflation was this high. But it's not the same. You, I, I don't think you can compare this. It's a completely different world than 1982. Everything's so digital now. Exactly. And of course, the rate of inflation for 2021 came in at 7%. That's... Um, Will we get the uh, economics report this Friday for January? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is it okay. the second Friday after? Yeah, it is. So right when this comes out? It, the day this episode comes out. Can't wait. 7%. I mean, you're saying if I had $100, it's only worth $93 now, right? Yeah. I'll put that on a bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on the millions. A million to 930000 You just lost $70,000. Without doing anything. I mean, even a... Like, your, your growth from business is never 7%. Unless you're Amazon. I mean, that's, and they don't care. They love it. They're eating it up. Think about it. Everyone got a raise, right? Well, now the IRS is going to have more income. Everybody got a raise? Well, now Chase Bank has more money. Because when everything crashes, and we'll get here. We'll get here. We'll get here. We'll come back to that. Another article here. I found this. It's an 
history of inflation year by year from 1929 to 2023. So through the end of this year. Um, that's wild. <laughs> So there's no numbers. Isn't that ironic or isn't that nice for FDR? It wasn't Fed funds rate wasn't tracked during his presidency. Naturally. Yeah. Fucking. Look at that. It was going down. It was def- we had deflation during yeah. the Great Depression until FDR showed up. And then it went 0.8, 1.53, 1.4, 2.9. Negative 2.8. I don't know how that happened. And by 19... Well, 1941 would have been... Well, it was pre-Pearl Harbor. 9.9% in 1941. That's insane. I, I just don't know how it's not... I mean, I guess you kind of have to think about it. If things are... If there's a guaranteed contract... So you know... The United States government is going to come to you with a contract offer to produce, I don't know, let's say a thousand tanks, right? Because they need them. They need them. We need them. Are you going to charge the minimum to them? Absolutely not. This is guaranteed. It's going to happen. Well, maybe during the war you don't. Maybe during the war you do charge the minimum. Well, I bet there's a nice interest rate on that. Probably. Yeah, exactly. So you start looking through this. The first year that they claim they can have an actual number is 1954. Since 1954, we have never, never had negative inflation. Never. And then everything come well in 08. And then everything crashed. We got point one. <laughs> and you look, we've talked about it a million times before. 2020, the number was 1.4% because the economy just stopped. So we have to take 2021 or 2020 out of the equation. So let's do 2021 and 2022 together, that's 8.4%. That's the number I've been waiting for for a while. Now, this claims inflation for 2022 is going to be 2.3%. We'll see. We'll see who's right. I'm excited. It's a tax on nobody except for the middle class. Nobody. Because the poor get their free money that's going to keep up with inflation and the rich don't care. I guess they wanted to do a fourth COVID uh, relief check this year. And from what I can tell, the Fed basically said no. Because, like, that would have exploded inflation. Like, think about that. By, like, $400 or something? Probably. But think about that. 
you guaranteed every American, what was the final? What was it? Like 3500 for most people? That was for like a four-person family or something, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Let's say 3K. Average American got $3,000 for, for nothing. The government just printed this off and said, here is $3,000 for whatever you need as a result of COVID. So everybody needs help. Well, what do you think businesses are going to do? Oh, everybody's got $3,000? Hey, let's go add a couple pennies to everything in the store. Hey, how about we add a buck to some important things? And you want the, the easiest example is always gas prices. Gas prices follow the economy like nothing else. Here's, here's, here's one interesting, two interesting points in here. At the end, frequently asked questions. How do you hedge against inflation? Because inflation causes money to lose value over time, hedging against it is an important part of any sound investing strategy. Investors use a diversified portfolio with a variety of asset types to offset inflation and ensure that the overall growth of their portfolio outpaces it. Okay, first off, that's some old use bullshit. <laughs> Second, all that this saying is have a lot of money, buy a lot of different stocks, and you'll be set. But don't forget that first part. Have a lot of money. I want to go over this point, though. So this one's for you. This one's for Vic, just or, or, or Publius. This one's for everybody out there. What is the highest inflation rate in U.S. history? Since the introduction of the CPI, okay, so the CPI... What the hell is this thing? That's just consumer price index, isn't it? Creates an image of a specific point in time. So what, the average price of goods? Probably, yeah. The highest rate of annual inflation in the U.S. was 17.8% in 1917. The 1970 saw the longest period of sustained high inflation rates. What year? Are you in this article right now? Yeah. What year was CPI started? 1913. What else started in 1913? The Fed. Yeah. Strange. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it how that all works out for them? You talk about the creation of the Fed, and you realize you track the history. I really find it hard to believe that the Titanic conspiracy theory isn't a conspiracy anymore. I, just I find mean, really there's hard. a lot of stuff that we've learned in the past year that were real. Yeah. Yeah. If they convinced everybody, we were, we, we always knew what was going on with, with China. They convinced what? 60% of the population that it was just a natural virus. People getting kicked off Twitter for saying it wasn't. People got kicked off Twitter, YouTube, all kinds of shit. Yet, we come to find out that not only is the lab leak theory 
true. But we find out about this little thing that I talked about the last, or I think two episodes ago, called gain of function. In that China had a small outbreak of the coronavirus in 2013 that almost nobody heard about. Seems pretty significant now, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. 1913. Maybe 1913 was the beginning of the end. I'm still convinced 2016 was actually when the world ended. We're just living in purgatory. (laughs) I mean, Harambe. The election. 2016 was wild. Anyways. Fuck the elites. What do you got for us? What do you got for us, Justinian? Because we'll be back to inflation. Don't worry. This is a tweet from uh, Dr. Leanna Wen, public health professor at uh, GW. Was that George Washington? Public health? Yeah. Yeah. This was her, she tweeted this yesterday. This is her pin tweet now. Before, there were two camps, for and against pandemic restrictions. Now, there's a third. Pro restrictions earlier, but recognizing it's a different time now. This group wants to move from vitriol and divisiveness to nuance and compromise. Okay. <laughs> oh, she got ratioed. 4,000 comments, 1,300 retweets, 820 likes. Oh. That's rough. What a, I feel like this is making you feel some sort of way. Well, now they want to act like they, oh, we wanted to compromise the entire time. It's just we couldn't. We couldn't let the fact, we couldn't let the science get trampled on by compromise. Like, no, you saw the poll numbers. You saw what happened in Virginia. And now they all want to lift all the restrictions, except for New York. Yeah. No, you don't get to apologize to us. You were wrong. Just admit it. Yeah, Uh, that's, that's exactly right. What do we got to say about that? Fuck you, Lisa. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I've got two. This first one. Where's that tweet? So this motherfucker. His name is Joseph Tunney. He is a CBC journalist. Martimer. Maritimer. Wow, I'm an idiot. Living away from the ocean. DM for signal. <laughs> Support local, leak local. This is, he is interviewing truckers in Ottawa. He posted a video of him talking to a trucker who was just straight yelling at him. And he said, a small sample of what it's like to be a journalist covering Ottawa right now. This is this is the story I was helping with. Ottawa police to provide update on downtown protest. And you start reading the, the replies and people are like, Oh, you're dealing with so much. I'm just praying for you. Um and what was the one that really just grinded my gears? Um, you know what grinds my gears? 
you know what Rude Rothbach is? Uh, I guess somebody's donating money to women in Ottawa who, that's what it is, victims, women victims in Ottawa of domestic violence. As if to say, oh, truckers beat their wives. A lot of them probably aren't even married. Exactly. They live on the road. And I'm, I'm watching this video. It, it's clear that he was that the, the trucker was provoked. It's clear that there was probably some dumbass argument made. And he's just going to go. And he's going to let you know. And then he's going to leave and move on. And he's never going to remember your face. And he's going to wish you dead. But he's going to move on. Fuck the elites. I've got one more, though. Actually, I have two more because this one's for Publius since he didn't answer. Fauci says the U.S. is emerging from full-blown pandemic phase of COVID-19. I just wanted to give old Anthony a shout-out. <clears throat> this one just came across the desk from The Hollywood Reporter. Oscars. COVID-19 vaccination will not be required for in-person attendees. The Academy intends to require just a negative PCR test or a negative rapid antigen test on the day of the event, unlike the other awards, which will require proof of vaccination. They're all going to get up here. And basically just want us to suck them off. <laughs> Here's the last paragraph of this article. The Academy has yet to publicly release its COVID policy for Oscar night, but unless it significantly changes between now and showtime, the organization can expect considerable blowback from some members of the community. Shocking is how one highly connected industry insider speaking to the Hollywood reporter described the Oscars willingness to accommodate anti-vaxxers. They took, they took an elitist article and turned it even more elitist. It, it's talent. That's talent. That's what I define that as. <laughs> what do we got to say about that? Fuck the elites. Now, we're at that point of any tweets there's always wild shit out there okay and you know usually we read crazy stuff on the other side of the aisle I want to read just tweets from our side of the aisle for once so we don't have to get fired up this is from Coleman Hughes Joe Rogan is simply not a racist in fact, I would go as far to say this. If everyone in the world possessed Joe Rogan's attitude towards race, his openness of mind, and his diverse set of friends, then we would be living in the world that MLK dreamed of. That's bold for a black man to say. Here's one. If we can discuss. No-knock warrants are direct assault on the Second Amendment. They must be abolished immediately. I think I retweeted that. If I, if I don't remember, though. 
You probably did. That's probably why I retweeted it. Where did this no-knock warrant thing become a thing? Has it always been a thing? Um, well, I actually just probably read a case, the case where they came from in my, for my Crim Pro class yes, the other day. It came from like the 80s. Okay. I think it was the 80s. Yeah. And they're only supposed to be used in extremely limited circumstances, such as, uh, like, well, one the obvious one is like terrorists. Yeah. Uh, another one's like you believe that they have a weapon in the home, and it's commonly used in uh, drug like searches. Of course, it is because there's fear that they'll dump the dump the evidence down the toilet and obviously most of them are probably of that variety of, of, of drug search we we're actually talking about them in my second amendment class um favorite class i've ever taken yesterday <laughs> and because of the shooting in minneapolis hmm. what was the was there a uh final verdict coming off? I mean, like, our professor said that there's like 60 to 70,000 no, no, or no knock rates every year in the United States. He's, he, I mean, I agreed with him that they're just used too much now. Like the Breonna Taylor, when she died, that was a no knock warrant on her boyfriend. Yeah. You know, he's he's the one that lived. Yeah, this Amir Amir Lock was his name in Minneapolis. I mean, they literally came in at three o'clock in the morning with a key. A a key. They had a key to the apartment. He didn't even live there. It was his friend's apartment. And they woke him up, and he had his gun next to him, so he picked it up because he didn't know who they were. Yeah. Yeah. And he just picked. I don't even. I. I think the body cam showed that he didn't even hadn't even like pointed at them yet, and they shot him. It was like ten, within ten seconds of walking in the door, he was dead. All because his he was staying at his friend's house, who had a drug charge against him, and they were coming in to conduct the search. Un fucking believable. Again, it has nothing to do with the fact. I mean, no, I take that back. I'm guessing the friend was black. Yeah, they all were. Targeted. Look, targeting by the police is real, people. Like, there's a reason the 1994 crime bill was written. Okay? The 13th Who Amendment. Who was it written by? Uh, Brandon? Was that his name? <laughs> the 13th Amendment. Granted, the Constitution is burned but it's, it has allowed for all this no knock warrant though first off I will acknowledge I haven't heard anything about riots uh, probably because Trump's not president so they don't have anybody to blame it's too far from the midterms that too that's a great point but I mean I know I know you probably have like three different takes on no knock warrants because there's the lawyer, 
there's the what the law says, and there's also though the libertarian trending anarchist who says we should be able to own recreational nukes. Would that be accurate? Uh, well, Supreme Court. The problem, the problem with the Supreme Court is that it's very like very unspecific when it comes to like the Fourth Amendment because the Fourth Amendment uses the word "reasonable" in it, which you know, reasonable to me can be unreasonable to my next door neighbor. Yeah, and. So there are situations where, you know, you got a terrorist making bombs in there. You know, you probably <laughs> don't want to warrant for that. Or they're going to blow you up. Yeah, so but if, just, if you're protected, you're protected. Right. And then the problem is that there's other places where, in the Fourth Amendment jurisprudence, where, you know, it's... Oh, well, in this situation, it's okay, but not in this situation. <sighs> Which is the problem quote. with the Supreme Court. Fuck the Supreme Court. <laughs> Fuck the Bill of Rights. Fuck all 27 amendments. Are there 27 or are there 26? 27. Okay. I hate the Constitution. <laughs> so, yeah, you retweeted this one, too. This is along the same lines. I know the sentiment is most unpopular in right-wing circles, but the last few years have made me realize come and take it can't really coexist with thin blue line. Who do you think will be showing up to to come and take it? The cops. Yeah. If you don't think that they're on the side of I was just following orders, you got another thing coming. A lot of them aren't pro-gun anyway. They're only pro-gun when it's their right to own a gun. It's like, it's, it's just like the elites. Yeah. You know, they're all take guns, take everything, but then they have security guards. Well, what do you think those security guards are packing? Pepper spray? <laughs> I mean, come on. Clock 19. You know, and you What's look that? at like these, uh, these states come out with new gun legislation like California and New York, especially New York, because they're may issue concealed carry is going to get struck down probably. And <laughs> there's exceptions built in for police officers. Yeah, don't police officers like have immunity to an extent? Well, they get protection when in the line of duty, like with that no knock warrant we were talking about. There will be higher scrutiny because you got to use reasonableness and you tend to find that they're reasonable absent like extreme situations like maybe this case we were talking about and then they also have qualified immunity which I've never I still don't really understand exactly what it is got it got it okay this is another great one. Uh, if you haven't heard, the Washington Redskins are now the Washington Commanders. And someone said, so let me get this straight. They replaced the Washington Redskins in their awesome logo 
of a Native American warrior with the Washington Commanders to honor the white guys who conquered them. <laughs> that was my first thought. They should have been the Caucasians. You're telling me. They should have just... I thought they were honestly going to go with the, the code talkers. <laughs> I thought that would have been dope. The Navajo. Yeah. And this was a tweet. Yeah, China mined a record amount of coal in 2021. This is exactly why President Trump thought the Paris Climate Accord was a joke. Yeah. It put everything on... It pretty much put everything on the U.S. to be better. And actually, since Trump was in office, our emissions actually did go down. Yeah. But then the problem was that nobody did anything about China. Like, developing nations like India didn't have... They're all scared of them. Yeah. Because they'll hack everything. Yeah. I mean, they got, what, like, four billion people or something? I don't know about... I don't know about four billion. (laughs) Well, I know India has one. China is probably close to two. Um, Two more. I thought this one was funny. It was a picture of a $10 bill. And it says these new $1 bills are pretty awesome. I thought that was amusing. And we foreshadowed this a little bit. Uh, Somebody dug through the BBC News UK uh, tweets. News, news articles and found on June or July 5th, 2013 an article titled New Deadly Coronavirus Not Infectious Enough to Pose Global Threat, researchers say. You're telling me this isn't COVID-19. This is COVID-13. It took them six years to make it transmissible enough to infect everybody. But here's the thing. It takes seven years to confirm uh, a vaccine, doesn't it? Probably, yeah, something like that. And so that's what I read about this whole gain of function thing. It's that gain of function is like, okay, we want something bad to happen. We want to confirm that something bad can happen so we can find a way to get ahead of it. So, what year did did we come up with a vaccine? Twenty twenty came out that what December twenty twenty. Yeah, that that that'd be seven what, years like, later. Yeah, seven fucking years. Come on. I mean, you can sit there all you want and say there's not a globalist, you know plan to take over the world all you want. If you think that these elites, these families and 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 monarchs across the planet are going to just let the common man aka the Americans mostly roll up and take over, you're full of shit. Like Yes, it's a it's not the the same monarchs of you know the fifteen hundreds, but the the Clintons are a monarchy, the Bidens are a monarchy, 
the Obamas are a monarchy. The Bushes. What do all of them have in common? They despise Trump. The outsider. The one who is speaking to the people. And that's what brings us to this last segment. Actually, no, we're going to go into it. Just this tweet. When I saw this, I I was like, I mean, you got to be fucking with me. I wasn't surprised, of course, because, I mean, come on. Pubis and I have been preaching this for a year. We told y'all. I said, don't fuck with us. Inflation ties back to all of this. The elites love it and promote it. And I, I got to thinking about the gig economy. And the gig economy is supposed to be, you know, um, like Uber. Uber's a gig um, business where basically a freelancer can pick up a side hustle, a side job, make extra cash at their own will, all, all through an app. It's easy. It, 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 there's nothing but benefits to both the rider and the driver. So what would that mean if everybody in the world can, can operate like this? Everybody's going to make more money, correct? Yeah. But that doesn't mean inflation should go up. Because if there's the same number of dollars in circulation, then the more people make, if you made $40,000 a year and you made an extra $10,000, you'd make $50,000. You'll just improve your quality of life by 25% as far as economics go. They won't. They don't want this. They don't want to allow this. I mean, you think about Bezos and his billions. And all he does is suck off Van Jones on CNN and go to space and talk about how we need to tax people and talk about, you know, X, Y, and Z as an elitist. He's Lex Luthor. In real life. He's even, got, he's even bald. Yeah, he's even bald. That's He's the real life Lex Luthor. Why don't they like Elon Musk? One, because he is and has been diagnosed mentally um, disabled, handicapped. He's also the smartest person on the planet, which just disproves... <laughs> the elitists and, you know, that everyone needs to have 10 toes, 10 fingers and, you know, talk normally and think normally like them to be successful. Cat's still going nuts. Um, but, but how are you going to kill this gig economy? How are you going to kill all, I mean, the internet has, we talked about the internet numerous times. In this case, it's done nothing but great things for the people. A million new opportunities with tons of money on the line and tons of opportunity. If you want to grind, you can make that happen. You know, people can 
can hustle, grind, make 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 that extra cash better themselves. Uh, get 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 things that they want. Uh, save up for their car. You know, provide for their family. Um, get their kids new shoes. Whatever it is. But they can't let that happen. They had us controlled for however old you think the Earth is. I don't care. Let's just say six thousand years. They had us controlled for six thousand years. There was a brief period of time where Jesus roamed the earth and there was freedom. You've got to just tie this all back to the idea of heaven versus hell when it comes down to it, in my opinion. Go on. Go on. Go. You want it out. I got a little off course there. That's besides the point. They can't let us win. If you think that you're going to be able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, they don't want you to think like that. That's the problem with America. That's why they hijacked our potential. That's why the American flag isn't our real flag. It's that gas flag, baby. <laughs> I mean, tell me what you think. Because you can sit here, you can talk about legality shit, you can talk about what works, what doesn't. But when it comes down to it, and you start thinking about not only your future way of life, your children's future way of life, the the generations to come, your neighbor's way of life. What what's more important than this right now? Nothing. That's why us doing this what we're doing and other people out there doing what they're doing, going on, making their own podcast, going on Twitter and Expressing the bullshit that they go through is important. It makes it all real. I think it makes it too real. For them. Them as in the elites. Because they know that we are figuring out their plan. I mean, think about Joe Rogan. He talks about this kind of shit all the time. And the elites were like, wait a minute, what did he say on this podcast? And how many people were listening? You know, they're not going to care about the Whiskey Rebellion podcast. Not yet. <laughs> Averaging our, our 70 listeners. God bless you all. We love y'all. But you think about Rogan. You think about Alex Jones. I mean, come on. Look at everything he's been right about. Literally. I don't know if there's anything he hasn't been. Okay, sure. His conspiracies about Sandy Hook, you know, other things. Maybe they're out there. But listen, we talked about it. These school shootings, like, the FBI knows who these people are. They're aware. You think that they're not just letting them go ahead and do it? They don't give a fuck. They don't care if your kids are killed. These people's goal is to control you. Because only they know what's best. Going back to that, like, the FBI doesn't get more money when it prevents that stuff from happening. It gets more money when 
it slips through and they find a hole in their system that needs sealed. So they get an extra hundred million dollars to spend in the next two billion, two trillion dollar budget that Congress passes. Black budget? Or is that? Well, just in general. Yeah. <sighs> That's a great point. Does the CIA operate the same way? Well, everyone's doing it in the first place. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. You think El Chapo was CIA? Probably. Wasn't he the one that they... Wasn't he the one running everything? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I still think Epstein had a deal with somebody high up. And... That's why Epstein's Island existed, was blackmail. Think about The Firm with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think about that movie all the time when I think about Epstein. I'm like, this guy literally had tapes that nobody's ever seen since or heard about and of everybody that was ever there and what they did. It's just like The Firm. Now, how we prove mail fraud, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's this stuff. It's plainly in our face. I think that's what drives me the most insane is how cocky they are. It's just like Pizzagate. You think Pizzagate's not real? Listen, you can think all you want about all the QA non shit. And, you know, we've said it on here before, like... It got out of control, eventually. Uh, You're telling me that there's a video of Hillary Clinton cutting a girl's face off, putting it on hers? Like, come on. If that video existed, we would see it. But I'd go back to the adrenochrome thing a lot. We've talked about it on here before. You think about inflation. What what else is going to happen if the economy crashes? There's going to be more abortions. How are people going to handle it? That's what they're going to say, at least. There's going to be more abortions, more opportunity for the creation of adrenochrome. I just find it really hard to think adrenochrome isn't real. Well, if it's real, then Justin Trudeau needs to take some. Remember Ellen? Remember Ellen? Like, two months into... Quarantine? She looked like a different person. But why? Does it make them live longer? I think it makes them look younger. I don't know about live longer. And what's Bill up to? Well, Bill's just dealing with cocaine and hookers. think there's probably some side effects doesn't work on everyone no and you know I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see Obama down the road but look at all these celebrities and I get that they get plastic surgery and all that but like you're telling me that something weird's not going on 
Look, where are all the baby parts going? Oh, that's right, they sell them. To who? For what? To research adrenochrome. Exactly. That got way off topic from life, <laughs> liberty or death, and inflation. That's okay. Um, you know, we could probably wrap up there, I guess, you know. Closing thought is just, it's like what Justine said. You know, I get that Vic wants us to go out there and, you know, rally the troops and storm the White House. Uh, <laughs> but the problem is, what happens when no one else does with us? You know, I think our tolerance for breaking point is pretty high. And that's probably an advantage the left has over us and the elites have over us. They freak out about everything. Yeah, and we'll... We just want to fucking move on and not deal with it. And we're like, all right, whatever. Let's go. Is that a problem? I don't know. Probably. Is it something that I'm going to fix overnight? Probably not. Um, get out there. Make a, make, a, make a Twitter account. That's wild. Telling people to fuck themselves is surprisingly enjoyable. Um, not surprising. It's definitely not surprising, especially me. Um, you know, don't be a cuck. Just say what you mean. Say it with your chest. And I hope Publius is on next time, but, you know, maternity leave takes a toll on a guy, I guess. Um, Inflation. Just watch it. I'm serious, too. I mean, this is, like, legit. Watch what the January numbers are. Watch how the Fed responds and adjust accordingly. I mean, I will be. Um, I hope you are. You know, anything you want to add, Justine, before we sign off? It was fun as always. It was nice to <sighs> nice to have you here. Oh, it was, it was all joy as always. It's always great to get behind the... <laughs> The uh, blue microphone that I got here. The, the blue mic? The blue mic. The excellence in podcasting. <laughs> and talk to the guys in press audience, you know. We are going to win. And I think if we're going to win, important part is, you know, you got to get in the gym. You got to get bigger. You got to get stronger. Remember that. <laughs> it's not, not just exercise the mind. Exercise the body, too. I'm surprised you're not telling everyone to buy recreational mics. And... Buy a couple of recreational nukes if you can. Why oh, stop at one? Yeah. What would it look what? like? Yeah. How, how would that even happen? How know. would you use it? A drone? You send it to someone. Like launch it? Yeah, you could just put it in the mail or something. Time it. Timer. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you might have to. Could you imagine, like, if it's like the terrorists had that recreational nukes and they were flying like just running into like the middle of New York and detonating it I mean that's why we supposedly went to the Middle East weapons of mass destruction you know that was another thought I had today it should piss you off how much the elites have fucked with us think about 9-11 think about the absolute lies that have, that, that, that conservatives live by with 9-11. You know, 
leftists hurt just as much as people on the right, just for different reasons. You know, nowadays I know it's the new era, new age leftists are different. They're a different breed. I mean, with all their purple and lavender shit. But, <laughs> but I was thinking about, you know, all those country songs that were written and sang that became anthems during, during the five years after that are lies. I, I mean, the more you look at Bin Laden, the less it makes sense. The elites in America owed Saudi Arabia. And so we said, okay, do it. We'll look the other way. And then we went over there for, for, for 20 years for nothing. Absolutely nothing but to defend Saudi Arabia for God knows why. That just fires me up. The military industrial complex needs more money. Yeah, they needed a war. They needed a war. When you think about up till what? World War One, there was always a war in the world going on. Like, some country was always fighting each other, or civil war, somewhere. And then there was a period of time where the world just grew. And then World War One broke out. And when the Cold War never happened, it's like we needed to find a reason to do something about it. And so we went... For, for, what the hell do they call it? Uh, Desert Storm. Oh, yeah. I mean, waste of lives. And then we went back. All because we said, oh, what if these terrorists bring nukes over here? What a joke. What an absolute joke. Oh, man. What did you want to ask me about Rome? Uh, just how similar you think the U.S. and Rome are. Because I feel like it's eerily similar. Well, it depends on what period of Rome you're talking about. Well, what period of America are we talking about? Because Rome, see, Rome's always put out as this great, like, oh, it was a republic of the people, but it was all a sham. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, no. no, it was a dictatorship. It was like the two times that there was ever like a uprising, they killed the guys. Yeah. like It was a bunch of elitist senators. Exactly. That, and then later on you had the, uh, the equestrian class kind of got involved a little bit because they provided so much to the military. I mean, you'd think... Rome grew on its military. How did the U.S. grow on its military? How did it become a world power on its military? There's a lot of similarities yeah. there. You know, who, who, how did you become famous and powerful in Rome? You became a elected to consul. There are two of them. They have separate. They served two-year terms. One year, one would be out fighting war. The other one would be running the Senate, and then the next year they'd flip. So you only had a year to go at it to become famous. So you had to conquer as much land as you could. 
in that year time. That's why it grew for so long and so quickly. And how do they, how do they, in the U.S. now, how do they come to power? It's by making promises to God knows who, you know, the military industrial complex. That, oh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get you a little bit of money. And if you don't get them that money, you're gone. You're replaced by the guy that will get them that money. So there's yeah. some similarities there. Um, there's definitely a lot more populist involvement in the U.S. than there was in Rome. Yeah. The SPQR, as it was known, the Synopsis Populist Quorum Romance. Just throw some Latin at you. The Senate, it's the Senate and the people of Rome. So really the Senate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time, um, you know, Christ was alive, what sort of stage was the Roman Empire in? I mean, they were definitely... That was after, you know, Caesar and Augustus, so they were just full-blown dictatorship, as we define the word now. Yeah. Um, it really began... So the High Republic era would have been, like... I'm thinking, like, 170 B.C., and then probably, like, 140 is when it began to, like, crumble a little bit, um, when... The Gracchi brothers came to power on the backs of the people wanting land reform. And then they were both murdered by the Senate. Sounds familiar. So the Senate had so much power that if they had a majority vote, they could kill anybody they wanted. That's kind of... As a threat to the Republic. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, though, they'll throw you in prison. Yeah. Claim you're a domestic terrorist, right? Yeah, just for trespassing. Yep. So we're definitely not, you know, where they are, where Rome went, but you know. And then they obviously split, and then about 400 AD, you got Justinian came along and wanted to reunite the uh, empire. I mean, I look at it as Rome never really ended because it did turn into Italy. Well, it turned into Pope. Yeah. So the Pope basically became the Emperor. Kind of. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he still kind of is, but... Like I talked to somebody about recently. Show me where the Pope is in the Bible. I mean... What what line did they quote? Uh, Jesus said... As the rock on and I'll build my church or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that relates. Are you looking it up? Pull that up just in here. Since Publius isn't here, let me tell you all. When you're paying taxes coming up, or maybe you already have, that's your money. Okay? Your money your problems they're taking it you know you think about taxes and why they make even less sense to me they take more of your money to hold on to it and think about the threat that they have then if you're if, if everyone in the united states said we're not going to pay our taxes 
oh, well, you're not getting your refund. You were going to get $5,000 back. Okay, I'll pay my taxes. I mean, that is such a – they hold us hostage with that. And it's your money in the first place. Yeah, that's what makes even less sense. Um, yeah, that was a long sign-off. Anything else, Justin? No, buy, buy recreational nukes at that gym. Hit that gym. Buy guns, buy ammo. Get strapped or you're going to get clapped. Fuck the system. Fuck the elites. Hey, it's always an honor. You know, if it weren't for all of y'all and if it weren't for for the crew that I got behind me, it'd be tough to uh, do all this. But I know with y'all, hey, we're going to make sure that gas flies forever.